0: Talk. It is Betfair Chase Weekend at Haydock, the first big grade on staying chase in Britain of the season. There's also a really good card at Ascot featuring the return of Constitution Hill. Lots to look forward to this weekend. Hopefully we'll be able to find you some decent bets at the prices. As per usual, I'm joined by my good friend Mr James Watson. How are we, pal?
1: Doing very well. Snorkels and goggles are required for this weekend's racing, and they certainly were at Market Raisin uh, this afternoon after its uh, inspection in the middle of the card and and calling off at Haydock. uh, I don't live too far away from Haydock, and I can assure you it has not stopped raining since Monday. Uh, So the ground will be bottomless. It will more than likely be the same at Ascot. And we've been treated to a midweek feast at uh, Warwick this week. And this weekend, certainly, hopefully, that lives up to expectation as well.
0: Yeah, it's, it, as I said, it really in the, in the thick of the action now, we've got good cards at, at Warwick and at Clonmel uh, midweek, which I absolutely love and having a good race on a random Wednesday or a Thursday. makes the day so much better. But there are two really good cards over the jumps at the weekend. Uh, Haydock and Ascot taking the headlines. We will run through... Uh, both of those is also the, the Morgiana at Punchestown on the Sunday as well with the Florida Pearl Novices Chase. So maybe a brief look at them, although we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. So uh, we won't have prices for those races or final declarations, but we do have prices uh, for Haydock. And we'll start there, mate. Again, no no point really spending too much time on the listed Novices Hurdle unless you have a strong fancy, mate. Uh, Tamurus, the impressive Chepstow winner there against Caleb. Uh, who I, I liked when he won on debut at Fakenham and probably needs to step forward there. Toby Laws has Ballyglass uh, and Sizing Potsy as well. Yeah, uh, all I'm- the hurdles after another wind up uh, for the pipes. Uh, again, not the sort of race uh, to get stuck into from a betting point of view, but a couple of nice bets, mate. I guess Tamuras on paper on to beat.
1: Yeah, but the horse you've not even mentioned, and I think we'll go very close in this. I was very, very taken by what he did at Kelso the other week. His snake roll, uh, for Lucinda Russell. Um, from the point to point background, plenty of form on slow ground, uh, strong stayer. and given a very positive ride by Derek Fox, beating Captain Broomfield, who had bits and pieces of nice bumper form last, uh, bumper and hurdle form last year. Call me Harry, also he beat that day. He's a, uh, a nice horse last season who, who won some nice races uh national and flat races so i will not rule out snake Roll just quite as much yet Um he looks like a big galloping chasing type uh, and these conditions are gonna be tough going this weekend i like bally glass a lot of his form is on better ground um so i'd be slightly worried about that and like you said Tomoris was um workman like i'd like to say from the front at chepstone i don't think he beat an awful lot in behind uh, but he's got some decent bumper form where he was also a workman like in that bumper beating blow your wad, uh, who's not done too bad for the form since a, a very interesting race. I'm looking forward to it. And I like, this is one of my favorite races of, of the Haydock card. And I'm looking forward to to seeing how it goes and snake roll, depending on the price. I don't know if you've got any prices, Lou. Um, no, I don't mate at the minute. I'll, I'll probably, I will have a little play on him, but I, I'm a fan of snake roll.
0: Interesting, mate. And no prices for the uh, the staying chase as well, Jim. I, I think Papa Poutine might might be the one in that, though. I, I assume he'll he'll be amongst the favourites, but very very slow horse uh, who has a, a relatively consistent profile in the marathon events and ran well in a stronger race over a short of, short of trip at Ascot last time when he was fifth behind Our Power. Uh, anything catch your right eye there,
1: mate? Would you be well, catches my eye. He's a horse last season who I thought was very, very, very slow. Uh, He won a three-mile-two novice handicap on his uh, first start over fences, having not done too bad over hurdles behind Rose of Arcadia, looks like power. Uh, He looked like he relished fences. Uh, last season he then went to two mile six at Haydott behind keep wondering Thomas McDonough his jumping was a little bit shabby against horses who were better and more experienced jumpers and possibly a slightly inadequate dropping trip he then ran over two mile four and finished behind Fontaine uh, Colonge, uh in a novice handicap again just didn't have the pace to lie up with the winner and got his head back up uh, back in front at Bangor In she got her head back in front in a mare's chase at Bangor um, I think she's a mare to be following in the staying division this year. I'd expect, to, I've just seen she's had an entry into the Welsh National. Um, some races like that will not surprise me. Ida's big staying chase in Chelsea second season. I think she'll relish this season. And uh, I'm looking forward to Would You Be Well being out again.
0: Yeah, that that that's all fair comment that, mate. They the really are a tough and attritional races, all sort of a. Long distance chase at Haydock this this time year they, uh, <laughs> they, they take they take a lot a lot of staying, Um but that's not the only one on the card either uh, anything catch your eye in the again the class two handicap over two miles two furlongs I still haven't been able to find prices for this yet Jim we are recording this a little bit earlier than usual uh, which which is probably a little bit of an issue when it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> I found this tricky, though, mate, standouts. Chedlton Albans, Bark, load of Sud uh, for, skelet- for the skeletons, I guess, is the unexposed one. Stainsby Girl was an eye-catching one. She's a pretty consistent man, now with uh, Nick Alexander after leaving Donald Willans. Uh, if, if she's a price, I'm, I may give her a go, because I think some of the some of the ones kind of above her in the weight, the likes of, you know, Zambezi Fix, Benson... Uh, Rocket and Kai, his form kind of the a little bit towards the end of the season, are the sort of horses you can get at. Mm.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. And, and like you said, we stayed as we go. Decent uh, form over two mile three at Haydock last season in heavy ground behind Celeb Delen, who won a fair amount of handicaps last year. Be it a lot of form on heavier ground, uh, which sees it to a best effect, and, and that's going to be the, the main thing for the weekend. Uh, Le, the skeleton horse was of interest off a mark of one three two he won a listed hurdle in france on very soft ground or toy uh, and has nice bits of pieces form of heavy ground there uh, heavy ground form and cheedleton like you mentioned back over hurdles um, only raced twice uh, four times over hurdles and won two of them there could still be a little bit more improvement to come from him he's a class act in this race he's uh, 10 pounds higher than, than anything else, um, and stepping back over hurdles, I think, is the right decision with him. Um, his jumping's not been as effective recently, and, and stepping him back over uh, to a course that Jenny Candlish and Sean Quinlan do very well at.
0: Yeah, no, mate, no, no disagreement there. It's, it's an interesting one, but. Just looking at the bare field without prices, I don't think there's anything I'd be rushing it to back. We do have prices for the uh, the 150, the graduation chase. Re- relatively uncompetitive event, though. Hitman, 7-4-1 to, to beat Manila Drama, who's 5-6 as uh, and 6-1, to one, Itchy Feet, uh, now representing new owners. Uh, Jimmy again, Hitman, 7-4-1. He's a sort of horse I... And I'm not 100% sure puts it all in all the time, but the old wrong form boosted last week by Galore, he's had another wind up, and I'd, I think he does take the beating here. Though I like Manila drama, I think he, he needs to significantly improve to lay a glove on Hitman.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and it's interesting you say that about his temperament. Do you think he slightly threw it away? Uh at injury last time.
0: Uh
1: I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far.
0: I just, you know, so he, he he just sometimes seems to have shaped like he, he's got something hurting him. Yeah. Well, you know. Interesting her, point. Just, just a little bit, uh mate, that, that, that might come across as on the harsh side, but he's also, I, I always think, tends to look a little bit better on, on than off the bridle. Yeah.
1: I, I agree. He normally looms into the race and you think he's got plenty underneath him and he never quite gets his head in front. He was giving an awful lot of weight to riders on the stall last time. And like you said, galore in behind. I think that was a very good run. Um, and obviously, he should be winning this at 4-7. He's got the entry in the Chanel Farmer, depending on... Uh, I presume that's his second preference. Um Decent form last year as a novice into this, this. This was this is the race, I think, off the top of my head, Nichols used for Clam his from his novice season. Um, so, similar sort of route. Paul Nichols has done it before. I, I, he's going to take all the beating. And there's the three in behind the horses, I, I've i got question marks about, a lot of question marks about itchy feet nowadays. Manella Jarma, I'm not sure he's up to the class of some of the others. And River was an improving novice last year, but found out at the highest level.
0: Yeah, I've, I again. I, I can't really uh, add to much of what you said there. Itchy a horse. I I don't really like. <laughs> if, if I'm deadly honest, I, I he's in the sort. Of, he's in a sort of tricky position, you know, as to perhaps not being quite good enough to win open graded races, but then not being robust enough to hack. You know, big field handicaps. He was runner up behind Brave Man's game. In this race last season, and look the fact, the fact that he's still able to run in graduation chases. Up, you know, it's more than two years since his last chase success. Uh, he's upholdable. Earn River a horse I like as well. Progressed well last turn, but again, like Manella Drama, more needed to turn over Hitman. Uh, been a little bit of a waste of time. The podcast so far, Jim. <laughs> Not <laughs> nothing bit. particularly interesting, but hopefully we'll find something. In the 2.25, the Betfair exchange, Stayers handicap hurdle, this is a good race. Used to be the fixed brush, obviously. Nine to two, run for Oscar and Mai Tai. Seven's good risk for all. Eight's complete unknown. Nine's get a tonic. twelves were cool. Fourteen's Botox, not Brinkley. And 20 to one, bar them. Uh, Jim, do we keep it obvious and play it safe and trust that Charles Burns and run for Oscar have another trick up their sleeve?
1: Um, that's the question that's on everyone's lips and I'm probably like most Charles Burns horses and I often get burnt for this I'd look to take them on Uh, and then if I finish second I go well i will technically won really Um, I mean run for Oscars was clearly thrown in in the the Cesaro Witch Um, won that Haydock two mile race before that his hurdles form we saw him uh, last over hurdles uh, in October 2021 at Weatherby behind Indefatigable. He's won over two mile four uh, at Listall prior to that in a handicap comfortably. He's climbed the rate, uh, ratings. He's up to a mark of 147. Handicap is pulling no punches here. Daniel King will take five off. Um, I'll probably look to take him on, but I could look very stupid. Mai is a horse who I, I am a bit of a fan of and I've, I've been hoping that they'll go for a good staying handicap with him this season. They're stepping him up to three miles. Um, early on in his career you, you thought there was a fair amount of speed about him, that Newton Abbott win, the Warwick bumper um, but on his starts behind better horses Constitution Hill, John Bond, 3 Strike life, uh, solid novices from last year. I think the step up to three mile might be what he wants, whether it, whether it a hay docking heavy ground is what he wants, he's a question mark, but I think a mark of one four two is entirely workable. Um, he got a little bit shuffled around in that Haydock rossington main last year behind John Bonn, uh, and he he had a, a decent chance coming to the last of, of being possibly closer, but made a slight error at it. Um, I think at 9-2 is a short enough prize for me to be backing one in this, but I think he's got the more potential of some of the others in this race, um, I like the fact that they've they've kept him over hurdles instead of going chasing with him. And I think, is he nice to all around? If, if five to one ever comes around, I will have a dirty each way bet on him each to get a place. And there'll be four or five places around. This is a really, really good race. Uh, you're a massive fan of good risk at all, aren't you, Luke? Yeah, but I'm not Step up to three miles, three miles is what he wants?
0: yeah that that's my concern mate i'm not going to back him here that's fair. i'm not going to back him here mate uh i probably will play on run for oscar i i i i i thought he'd be shorter
1: than nine to two yeah he was shorter in the week wasn't he He was, he was around he's five to two with Betfair. fair uh best prize nine to two yeah so look i Obviously, market vibes are always
0: important with a Burns horse, but he, you know, he he won the Cesarewitch last time, one four seven. On that form, is still a fair hurdles mark. Uh, but it is a good race, and, and you can make viable cases for lots of them. You know, my tie <laughs> may maybe blew it a little bit by chasing home three stripe Life uh, in the Mersey Mobies hurdle, finishing second there, because he's now rated seven pounds higher. Uh, Than for the, them for a second in that grade one, I thought I'd have thought one three five looked an absolute gift mark for him. So it's disappointing they didn't go straight for a handicap one four two. Still looks fair, uh, but perhaps not quite as thrown in as he was before. I'd give complete unknown another go, mate.
1: Yeah, I, I think soft grounds <laughs> is exactly what he wants.
0: Really taken by him when he won the uh, the EBF final, then chased home Marla Mission who was coming off the back of a midfield effort in the Albert Bartlett at Perth on his final start last season. Uh, to me, Jimmy shaped every inch like the sort of horse would be going straight over fences this season. Yeah. Uh, whether this is just a pipe opener for that, I guess is a minor worry. Uh, but the fact that he's here in itself is, I find interesting. I, I don't think it's a, it's a regular occurrence that they will get a horse in this deep into the season. You know, maybe the silver trophy at Chepstow or one of the races there, you know, you can see Nichols, uh, running the horse over hurdles and then going novice chasing with them. But, you know, this is, this is mid November. If he, if he runs here and then goes chasing, it's going to be mid December minimum. Uh, and then he's looking for another, you know, one or two more runs before the spring festival. So it's interesting that this is the route they're going down with him. And I just think 135 still could be a, a really workable mark for him because he looked, like the sort of horse who who was going to have a really good year uh, this season when he won at, at Sandown in a, in a typically competitive EBF final, uh, looking at those down the down the bet in jim what do you make of Holstone who's was twenty to one and chased home good risk at all at Carlisle last time That was a decent effort, and you know he's you're only going back to February for him to have won a Rendlesham.
1: Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Um, off the same map, without Ben Bromley's £7 claim. I'd, I'd be a lot more interested if Ben Bromley was claiming 7 nothing again. Yeah, no,
0: I, I, I accept that, Jim, and, that, and that's a very fair point. But, you know, if, if this turns plodder, he is a plodder
1: you know the, the very, whole podcast was based on on the Holestone theory for a very long time
0: it was it, it was he's 11 years old now christ uh but i i found him i guess semi semi interesting uh, he did run in this race in, in 2020 and he was a uh, he was still still in the mix when he came down three out obviously an older horse now there but Given, given I have doubts about good risk at all at the trip, and I doubt about Holstone, the fact that he's almost five times the price, albeit, you know, a lot more exposed and a lot less likely to have anything hidden from the handicapper, uh, a little bit interesting. I don't think he's a dreadful price uh, in a race where I, I'm not mad sure about uh, the stamina of, of some of these. Imperial Aura here, who has had an absolutely dreadful year or so. And Brinkley, who was a horse that I, I was a big fan of as well, and I thought he ran a good race when last seen at Chepstow. And he does love slop, uh, the David Pipe Gray. Uh, he's one I'd also be half interested in at 14 to 1, but complete unknown and run for Oscar the main two for me in this days as a
1: handicap hurdle. Gentleman at Arms is a horse of interest as well. I mean, he ran over two-mile-four at Aintree last time, but he stepped up to three miles last season and was second behind Jolino Bello in the uh, grade one Sefton novices at Aintree. So I think a mark of 143, I mean, like you said, it's very similar to my tie. Novice coming into this uh, second-season novice who ran a, a good race at Aintree has been probably pushed up the handicap for that for that good run. Uh, he's £9 above that. I won't be surprised. It was a nice pipe opener entry. He wasn't um, given too much of a hard time once beaten. He was stepping down in trip. He tried to lead from the front uh, and he just emptied a little bit. So I'd be worried, I'd have a, I, I might have a play with him each way at 20 to 1 and get a tonics the other horse. I'm, I loved this mare last season. I thought she was great. Um, she was third to Hillcrest at Cheltenham, second to Marie's Rock, uh, who went on to win grade 1 and beat Indefatigable. Um, unlucky second at Doncaster in that listed mare's hurdle and then got her head in front in the handicap at air, beating Motown, Maggie and Windhouse, who are solid. Mayor's, uh, Mayor's Hurdlers. She's stepping into, uh, the same, uh, same sex class. Uh, and I think that Getatonic will probably run away. She likes softest ground underfoot. Never run on heavy, but I, I, I like tonic This may be slightly competitive. A mark of 133, three, I think, is more than workable this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing her out. So, my tie is probably going to be my main bet. um and I'll probably play a bit each way, gentlemen at arms and get a tonic.
0: Yeah, fair enough, pal, that's all very fair. Uh the bet fair chase make the three o'clock, obviously the the first grade one chase in this country of the season, at Plu is eight to thirteen to retain his title and beat protector at who's three to one. Bristol Demise sevens, El Dorado Allen twenty five to one, and Frode on good, as he declared, uh, to make the five runner field at thirty three to one. Uh Jim, you weren't keen on Apple Tower, were
1: No, I'm not as I'm not strong as, a, a, as many. Um, my worry would be the ground. Um, Haydock Haydok Heavy is like different gravy, and I've seen many people's have fingers burnt at short prices in top-class races at Haydock. And this isn't really going to begin to make a case for Bristol to my... But I think I would rather bat Bristol than I at seven to one than at Aplutar at eight to thirteen. Aplutar is clearly the the standout horse here. Um you look what he did in the gold cup, you look what he did in this race last year, beating um Royal Pagai, all a bit of the ground was was soft enough there. It was good to soft, but probably worse than that given Hadot's going reading. But eight to thirteen of, if you sat on a nice anti-post price, I wouldn't necessarily be as worried, but I, going in now, I'd be worried of taking that shorter price. There was a lot of market negativity during the week about him, and I don't know what, what that was all all about, because Emery Bromhead's come out and said there was n- nothing wrong with him or anything. Um, protector Rats, more than a shorter price for me. He's a horse that's never really... I never thought he'd make up into a, a grade one chaser. Um, he won that many clouds last season. I think everyone just got a little bit run away with it. I mean, he was third in the Gold Cup, but I'm I'm not sure that certain horses performed that year. He was disappointed in the Betway ball. Um, protector, I shouldn't really be winning a Betfair chase, and he shouldn't be winning a grade one this season. Do you agree?
0: Uh, I, I was dead against him going into the Gold Cup. I placed him and he just nabbed third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh But no, I, I I don't think I'm as strong against him now because I think I've seen him do it twice now. I think the Gold Cup backs up the entry performance, and therefore, yeah, fair enough. He merits his position as as second favourite in the market, and he's probably the likeliest one to take advantage if Apple Tail underperforms. But I don't think he will. I think he's an outstanding staying chase, and I think he'll win the Gold Cup again this season. Uh, I said after he won this race last year, I think he's the closest thing we've had to Kauto Star since Kauto Star. In that horse who has such a good turn of foot over a trip, stays well, but he's able to quicken like a two miler, you know. And hopefully the ground doesn't blunt it enough, but it would have to blunt it significantly uh, for Protectorate to beat him. I think Apodaca has between eight to ten pounds really in in the locker over yeah. the rest of the field, and I, I expect him to win.
1: Yeah, he needs to, well, on official ratings, he needs to underperform by nearly 20-odd pounds. Uh, so he can run £10 below his worst, uh, £10 below his best, and he'll, he'll still get his head in front. But this ground does funny things to good horses, and I'd just be slightly wary. Um, like I said, of the field, I'd, I'd... I mean, Bristol mine has been mightily disappointing uh, in this last year, Um I mean, he ran in the Grand National Trial and ran with a fair amount of credit. Um, but he's been found out in Grade 1 quality uh, for a while now. Um, he won this in 2020. The roof will go off if he wins this Betfair chase, won't it? Sorry, mate? The roof will go off if he wins a, a fourth Bet Fair.
0: Oh, yeah, that, sorry, that, that was what I thought you said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's no I mean, roofs on about, here, don't I you? I thought
0: you said something about roof Jefferson. I am like, what? Uh, No, I think, yeah,
1: look, it it will
0: do, but
1: he he, he won't, will he? He needs Aflutar to severely underperform or not turn up. Um, And protect
0: and I think Eldorado Allen.
1: Eldorado Allen stepping back up to to three three mile two, I think, is what he wants. He he did nothing but carry on galloping in the Charlie Hall behind Brayman game, didn't he? Um, I had stamina question marks about him last year. He he showed that he clearly didn't have any in the Denman. he was—he'd had a busy season at a, going into a Entry, and maybe that was the top of him. But I thought that was a, a more than acceptable run first time out in the Charlie Hall. Um, his jumping was good, and he just stayed on strongly until the end. And um, I, again, the ground would be a slight worry for me because he's a lot of a lot of his better forms on better ground. But I think he'll run a nice race. I don't fraud on has underperformed in this race before, and as much as that was a good handicap last time, won't be anywhere near these
0: no yeah i'd i I'd, I'd 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 be all over all over the favorite really from a win point of view I just don't really see a circumstance in which in which he gets beat uh, yeah I f- think he's an exception, exceptionally good chaser. And I, 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 hope and expect him to win with Protectorate to chase him home. And I think Eldorado Allen is probably a bigger threat than Bristol to my, uh, love road on, but surely not. Uh, again, not much of a betting race, the Betfair, the Betfair chases, but the, the, the race that closes the card at 3.35, another staying handicap, is a, is a more competitive affair. Houston, Texas, 4-1 favourite for Nicky Richards. 6 is Lord de Manil Fontaine Colonge. 7 seven's Musical Slave, eight's Good Boy Bobby Tucker's Lodge, seventeen to two of the big breakaway, sixteen's bar, anything in here, mate?
1: Nothing from me, but it'll be dark by the time this race is finished.
0: I have one. Go on. Uh Venetia's Mayor Fontaine Collange.
1: Yeah, she links with Would You uh, Would You Be Well, who I like early on in the car.
0: Yes, yeah, she does uh Fontaine Colange beat Would You Be Well. Uh, it, in the good mares race at Lingfield, uh, that that big new meeting uh, that was that started last season. Uh, Four Chase starts Fontaine on, still very lightly raced. She's won two of them. Uh, I like the angle of the step up in trip with her though here. You know Venetia does very very well with staying chasers. This mare is a saddler maker out of a Dom Alco mare. <laughs> That's stamina on stamina on stamina. Uh, so on paper she shouldn't have been doing as well as she was doing. Yeah, over two and a half miles really, you know, one on an, one on an absolute bog at Lingfield last time hasn't been seen since January. But to me this just just has the has the profile of a Venetia
1: chaser that's going to make great strides up in trip. Yeah, my, my question, Mike, about Venetia's horses it's finding it right. Like, this is her ground. Her horses perform so well in, in this sort of ground. And she's had a, plenty of runners in the last couple of weeks and no success for it. They, they, you can see them biling the over. And there's always that time in the season where she has like four winners, five winners on a weekend. And I have a feeling it could be this weekend. She's got some nice entries around the country. And I'd be, I'm wary of, I always miss it every year, and I'm a massive Venetia Williams fan. And hopefully, I, I like the case you made with Fontaine Colonge. I think she'll go very well. Yeah, I'd, I'd,
0: I'd, I'd be very keen on Venetia's mare, and she might be my best bet on the Haydock card. Uh, to be fair, as we have a look at Ask at Jim, uh, Scarface is running
1: in the opening
0: hurdle. Any thoughts on him, Paul?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him out again. I, I was impressed with his jumping at Plumpton, uh, second season uh, novice hurdler this year. Um, we'll go on the ground. We saw he runs partially well on that horrible slop at Cheltenham last year, uh, and the ground was attritional uh, against Sky Tastic. Um, he'll have no worries with the ground. He's a class act this race. I think there's some. He sets the standard. There's some nice up and comers in behind. Gunnery Officer is a very slow uh, horse. We saw him just carry on plodding at Warwick. I mean, he he looked like he was going to be well beaten in the end. They missed the last hurdle and he just plugged on, carrying on running well to the line. Three mile points a pointer. Um, if it turns into a slug, he'll enjoy it. Ivaldi uh, was beat by Gene Coco. Nice bit of form there. Uh, but beating a fair, fair amount of distance in the end. And now you are. So that was a nice bumper horse last year. Won a nice bumper at Warwick. Made a satisfactory hurdle debut at, at Ute Oxeter. His jumping wasn't ideal. He was slightly on and off the bridle. Um, beat nothing kid behind. Um, and we'll need to improve on his jumping to to get near uh, Scarface. I think he, he's going to take all the beating there, Scarface. I think he's just a class act of the race.
0: Fingers crossed with him, mate. Uh, I say, not a strong opinion on that race for me, obviously, following a novice hurdle, but we will cheer on Scarface for Tizard and Taylor and Old lawyer, Come on, the boy. Uh, the novice handicap chase is an interesting one. Milan Bridge goes over fences, obviously, beaten by Remastered in the pretense qualifier last time uh, for Paul Nichols and Tom Buckley. Arizona Cardinal last time out winner for Stuart Edmonds and held a stand back from a long, long, long layoff going. Uh, back over fences as well uh anything your eye in that gym look it's only okay, a small a small field race uh without price at the minute but on paper has an interesting look to it
1: yeah milan bridge is the obvious interest um was a very good hurdler um and i thought there was plenty of progressions come off one two six as soon as he meets fences he had a nice pipe opening that attempts qualifier at A3 behind remastered. to some proper stayers in that. And he carried on plodding. Tom Buckley gets on very well with him. He was very immature and backward last year. We've um, seen him nearly have a good look at the front at Hereford and drift all over the shop. Um, he probably wasn't classy enough for, on debut for Reorca um, over three miles. And, and he's, I like the fact he's had a hurdle start and then now he's going chasing. He's a big, typical, what you'd expect Trevor Emmons to buy strong son of Milan, over fences, I think he will go very well if he takes to it. Arizona Cardinal was very, very good over fences first time, dominated that race at Bangor on D, beating Mucho, Mass Latitude, Rocky Lake, who are no mugs in behind, uh, up £5 for that, but with Vin Lambert £7, he's £2 better off for that. I think Vin Lambert is more than capable than in the saddle. And I he sort of sets the standard, of course, Cader Stanton, Comes off, comes in this off 143. We've seen him on the flat at Southern um, and we saw him over fences last in 2020 uh, behind Aldo Ardo Allen. Um, he's been off for a while. I mean, we've seen him at Southern, so he'll be relatively fit, but I'd like to see him first uh, over obstacles again before going into him. But um, Milan Bridge is the obvious one of, of interest for me.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Again, not a betting race for me, but looking forward to seeing how that shapes up. Anything for you in the Mayor's handicap, pal?
1: Not a race I'm overly enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic about. Teresita, possibly with that victory against Bally Black uh, last season, uh, up three pound for that, and um, I think Teresita will be the one for me there.
0: No, uh, a quick blow over that one for me as well, pal. I, I won't be getting involved there. Uh, the 1965 chase. Again, pretty simple task on paper for Lom Presse, who's 7-4 to four on. Hitman's also declared here, he's 11-4, to four, should he take up his engagement, although, surely the Haydock race is a little bit of a penalty kick for, uh, for him. Chick Alvados, 8s, Do Your Job, 20s, Cool Cody, 33s. Uh, Lom Presse should win this, Jim, and, I guess the more interesting topic of conversation how much of a realistic Golf Cup
1: contender is he, mate? I, I, I'm, I, think he's got a proper chance in this gold cup and I didn't really mention him at the start of the season. But the more and more I'm going on about it and the way I look at the the market, what price can you get it for him for the gold cup? Um because he's a proper start stayer. He jumps exceptionally round Cheltenham. Twelve to one you can get about him. All leads are gonna road at uh, all start again. All roads leads to Cheltenham. Um he's going for the gold cup, you know what he's doing. He's entered in the King George, which I wouldn't be disappointed if he bypassed. I mean, he, he's clearly got enough speed because he won the Silly Isles over 2-4 at Sandown, which needs to, you need to have a fair amount of boot about you to be winning that. And he's running over 2-5 here. He has really strong stamina and he has a good blend of speed. Slightly like Atlutar, but just a little bit younger. Uh, I think, I'm hoping he dominates this. I might, Back him now for the Gold Cup because he's not going to be 12 to 1 if he wins. I know anti post markets are dead, aren't they? But you can't get value. He, like, he could win this by 10 lengths and he'd be 8 to 1. So, for the sake of me backing him in, uh, in March, I might as well back him now at 14, twelve.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really do like Lawrence, mate, and I was so impressed with him when he won the RSA last season. Uh, in my head, to be fair, mate, when I went and watched it back, Uh, This morning, I was (laughs) not surprised, but in my head, it wasn't as good as it was on second viewing. If you know what I mean, I I almost forgot how easily he did it, Uh, and because he was a little bit of a no-name this time last season, you know, he 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 arrived completely from left field. winning his first, you know, winning at Exeter, really, in December. He's not even gone over fences this time last year and was rated 128. That, you kind of look for reasons not to buy it, but I do buy it with him. I think he's a genuine Gold Cup contender. There I think this has a potential to be a really strong one. I've said how much I love Applutard. Galapan de Deschamps looks exceptional. Uh You know, Long Presse looks very good. <laughs> Brave man's game, should he win the King George, and I know I'm not convinced about him staying the Gold Cup trip, but should he win the King George, uh, he has to go there. Seriously respected. So, I, I, I think there are a lot of good novices from last season that should be in the mix for this this year's Gold Cup. That's not also, uh, w- without mentioning Monkfish, hopefully, if he returns, and, and former winner Manella Rindo, who you know, Peak Monkfish w- would would be banging the mix of Manila Rindo. You know, he's been first and second in the last two renewals, and I don't think it will matter for him too much about what happens up until March. And Violin as well, how rejuvenated has he ended up, you know, is he after his win at Down So, I, I, I think you can make cases for a lot in the Gold Cup picture at the minute, but Lon is certainly uh holds for me strong claims this far out and yeah I, I think it's a simple enough task for him at Ascot. On Saturday, uh should be a simple enough task for Constitution Hill as well, who's seventy two on to be brewing up a storm. Goshen for pleasure and Uh yeah Jim I know look I love Honeysuckle. We all love Honeysuckle but I think Constitution Hill is probably the best hurdler around at the minute.
1: He eats her up alive. He, uh, over two Sod the coral, send Morgiana or something like that. Or oh, go and take her on in other races. Go to Ireland and take her on early season. Because he'll just eat her up and spit her out, I'm sure of it. I think Constitution Hill is an absolute flying machine. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it back out. He'll absolutely dominate this race. He's going to get a nice gallop to aim at. Goshen and for pleasure are going to take each other on. Um, and he's, Nico's just going to sit third on the inside and... and Cruise home, and uh, as simple as that. Gaussian back over hurdles. He didn't run over fences, even just like racing between the fences as headstrongly as usual. And he just didn't look like he was in love with it as, as normal. For pleasure will be, uh, he will be very headstrong from the front. Brewing up a storm, uh, reunited with Aidan Coleman after he unseated Sean Bowen at the first, uh, at Aintree. Um, he's not gonna be good enough here. Just embrace how good Constitution Hill is and enjoy
0: Constitution Hill, John Bond, double.
1: We make money. Ooh. Ooh, ballsy.
0: What price can you get about that? I don't know. i probably only pay about five to 2 <laughs> Um, it
1: There'll
0: be free, wow. freeze three's-ish, or well, three's a You
1: get best odds two to one. John Bond and... Champion Erdl, Five to four. Best price constitution. <laughs> five that's to one the double. Horrible, isn't it? Five that's five, horrible. Five point seven five to one. Antipost uh, is dead. Backing oh. on the main point, like you said, and that's a, probably backing Lahon press now is the right thing to do. If you're seriously backing John Bonnet two to one right now to win a Cheltenham festival race on his own I think you need to go and have your head tested because we know what Nicky's like. Yeah, but I, I just, I just, I, I think
0: like like I say, Joe, echo everything you said. Absolute flying machine. I know that's not in-depth analysis, but watch and enjoying this because he he should obliterate uh, some
1: some every digit- English hurdler in his past. But, yeah.
0: yeah, he should do uh, the three fifteen, James. The last race we're going to talk. With any sort of depth about the Hurst Park handicap chase, Edward Stone 11-4, to, to beat Boot Hill, who's 9-2, to 2. Time White 11-2, to 2, same price so Scottish, 17-2 Farrell Bamboo, 12's third time, lucky, 16's before Midnight, who won this race last year I think, 20's a Gold and 25's Tealy Briggs. Uh, fair play Alan King, Edward Stone the Arkle winner
1: making his seasonal return in a Saturday handicap. Yeah, so, well, is this the new thing for this season? Big jumps trainers running grade one horses in handicaps. How fun is this? Um, Edward Stone carrying a lot of weight against some nice second season novices and 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 the novice in Boot Hill. Um, I think Boot Hills of interest, and uh, Harry Fry could have a good weekend with my tie and Boot Hill for the same connections. Um, I was very questionable on his on his jumping first time out at, at Newton Abbott, but he was very good. Um, I remember his chase debut last season. I think it was at Exeter. Uh, or um, Yeah, it was behind Gladi- Gladiator Allen. And he was so disappointed. Um, but his jumping was a lot better. He was clearly big, backward tight last season. They put him back over hurdles. He was second to Beauport, who's uh, gone and won the Colin Parker. Um, he was disappointed at Galway, but he was a long way back there. And he was all over the shop and never at, sea, uh, never at, uh, at home. But I really like what he did in his chase debut. Uh, off a mark of 140, um, I think he will go very well at an each-way price if he if he goes to 5-1. to one. Time White's jumping was effortless and cruising to contention to win at Ascot last time. He's up £7 for that, um, and we'll need to improve again on that. But at his age, I'm expecting a little bit more progression to come. So Scottish was such an efficient jumper uh, we've seen in his, his two-chase starts. Um at Carlisle and at Tipperary, um, and of course Emmett Mullins is a man to be very wary of. Ferrero Bamboo's solid and, and will probably top off Venetia Williams's treble over the weekend. Um, and there's other horses down below at bigger prices who, if you look at last season, third time lucky, you won't be thinking of competing in races like this. But Edward Stone obviously sets the standard. A lot of weight to carry in this race. Um, we saw saw it's possible with Rodon, and it's more than entirely possible with Edward Stone.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, Jim. That I think Edward Stone's probably the one that that needs that needs to be beaten here, really. Although it wasn't the strongest crop of of novice chasers last year, was it? And one six one, although it's a fair enough mark, perhaps uh, he's got to prove that that's the level he's operating at, really. Uh, I guess, you know, he's had a form boost this afternoon with Blue Lord going, going in at Clonmel, which makes it look look fairer. My, my initial reaction was kind of coming in and trying to get Edward Stone beat here. Uh, I think so Scottish perhaps could be the one if you were going to go down that route on the same mark for winning a free run and obvious chase uh, at Carlisle last month, won at Tipperary. Prior to that as well, you know, Emmett Mullins is just a a very, very shrewd operator. Uh, You've got your regulars and of Gold before midnight at at big enough prices. Frere Bamboo's a horse I wanted onside this season as well. He was runner-up in the corresponding race at the last uh, Ascot meeting where he chased home Time White. That was a really good performance from Time White and he's £7 higher in the weights now. But that's when you look and you think, right... He's only getting twelve pounds off Edward Stone now, you know, and on those sort of terms, I, I think the favourite, you know, is probably better treated uh, yeah. comparatively. Uh, Boot Hill. It was tidy, wasn't it, last time? It was tidy at Newton Arbor. but this is a different kettle of fish to the races he's been competing in before. Uh, So, though though I came into it looking to try and find an angle to take Edward Stone on with, I don't think I will. I think South Scottish would be the one if I was uh, going to push anyone away from the favourite. But I I think he's solid, to be fair, Edward Stone.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. And I think for racing, we want to see him carry top weight in a nice handicap.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, like we say, fair play to Alan King for... For taking this route with him, one six one in a you know not not even like a Holden Gold Puppy like a proper just a, a a fairly averageish Saturday handicap adds a lot of uh, adds a lot of interest to the race and hopefully he'll he'll be able to uh, to make a in return.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Uh,
0: Jim, anything else from you on the Saturday?
1: Um, the Huntingdon. Uh handicapped chase, the two thirty three. Kilfillan Woods is a horse has been screaming out for a fence since he ran in a bumper. Uh he was very slow and outpaced around Plumpton sharp track like that. Uh over two three over fences for the first time. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more improvements come from him off a mark of one oh nine. Um Paul Webber uh, horse. The Paul Webber horse, yeah. Um and Paul winner in the last year. Stats are there to be broken, my friend. <laughs> um And on Sunday, there's a nice novice handicap chase. There's some good horses in there. Serious charges, one of the turf 12 to follows in there. Dubrovnik Harry, another one, um, looking to possibly take each other on. Triple trades in there. Bally Black, who a a horse I liked last season over hurdles. Um, They're also entered in the handicap, a few others entered in the handicap chase as well. but that card at Exeter on Sunday is one I'm excited about and I'll be keeping a close eye on them. There's the Florida Pearl on Sunday as well. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be one where I'm going to be firmly sat on my sofa enjoying the action rather than, um, co- I'd contemplate with the idea of going to Hadock, but the weather forecast isn't inspiring.
0: <laughs> well, is it ever?
1: Especially at Haydon.
0: Yeah, when when Kirkland's about, you're never uh, you, you're never gonna come there in the bucket, are you? Uh Y you, you do when he doesn't walk the course. <laughs> yeah, then you come with your roller skates on, Paul. Christ, uh, <laughs> it's like that
1: Sprint Cup meeting. Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just briefly on the Sunday, obviously, we can't really go into too much depth because we don't have any prices or final declarations. But the Florida Pearl obviously, chase chased the grade two at one fair, uh at Punchestown. Has a likes of Frontal Assault, Life in the Park, Minella Crooner, and the Devils coachman all entered. Uh, if they all take up that engagement, that, that should be a really interesting race. I'm still a big fan of the Crooner, uh, even though he pulled up at town last time. And obviously the Morgiana, the first grade one, two-mile hurdle of the season. Uh, pretty much, Willie picks which one of his, he wants to win this. He's got Salja, Shah, just a Gerhard State man, bon and Echos, he may entered entered uh, with Gordon Elliott's uh, Tehupu and Noel Mee's Jesse Evans, the only potential opposition. I think he'll run Vabon. That would yeah. be my, my selection for the uh, of the Mullins' sextet for who he starts off here, and probably two or three. Well, probably both Sharder and Saljay, and then maybe one other. Uh, but I'd be surprised if Sir Gerhard uh, stays over hurdles this season.
1: Yeah, for what I've read, I think he might be, you know. Just he wouldn't have be been what I'd have done. Yeah, just uh, I think Ruby said something the other day. I can't remember where I read it. It could be absolute rubbish, but he's not been as impressive at home over, over fences as maybe they are anticipating. Yeah.
0: Look, that'd be interesting, and he'd be a very interesting one, but I think look, looking at those those entries, bond's uh the most interesting one. Uh, for me, your best bet of the weekend, please, pal.
1: Ooh, my best bet of the weekend. I don't know why I acted so surprised there as if I, I I should know it already. It's probably going to be Would You Be Well in that 3-mile-4 handicap chase at Haydox early on in the card. Um, I don't know what price. I'm slightly price-blind going into this, but it would probably be her. I really like her chances. Milan Bridges 13-8 just opened up. There we go. We've got some prices about them now. I think that's fair enough, mate. Uh,
0: Fontaine Cologne, 6-1. The better for me in the last at Haydock. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to Turf Talk again this week. Thanks for being here, Jim. Thanks for hosting once again and hopefully stay nice and
1: warm and enjoy the action.
0: Yeah. Take care, everyone. We'll see you all soon. Take care.
1: See soon. Stay safe.